Welcome to Staying Connected, a podcast about UK-German friendship, past, present and future. My name is Julia Groß and I'm the Chargé d'Affaires at the German Embassy here in London. Today I'm delighted to welcome as my guests two teachers of German in the UK, Emma Whittle from Dr. Challoner's Grammar School in Amersham, Buckinghamshire and Stamatia Kalugeropoulou from the Sixth Form College Farnborough in Hampshire. Both Emma and Stamatia are former winners of the German Teacher Award. This award celebrates the best and most dedicated champions of German in primary and secondary schools across the UK and is organized by the German Embassy and its partners. Today's conversation will be chaired by well-known education expert and policy advisor Bernadette Holmes, MBE, who is also the director of Speak to the Future, a national campaign to advance language capability in the UK. And thank you all for joining me today. Teaching German as a foreign language in the UK is one of the topics that is very close to our hearts here at the German Embassy. For us and our partners here in the UK, the Goethe Institute, the German Academic Exchange Service and the Bilateral Youth and School Exchange Initiative UK-German Connection, language learning is first and foremost a gateway to another culture, a means of encouraging friendship, trust and understanding across borders. And these are exactly the qualities that we want to see embedded at the heart of the future relationships between the UK and the other European countries. I'm very grateful to our speakers for their passionate commitment to helping so many young people open the door to a new culture, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about the opportunities and challenges they encounter in their everyday work. Bernadette, over to you. Hello, Stamatia. Hello, Emma. I'm delighted to be with you this morning to talk about the importance of German, the teaching of German, and the central value of us staying connected to Germany and to German-speaking peoples. I think it's probably an open secret that in the UK, the health of languages has not been so good over recent years. In fact, probably over the last 20 to 30 years, we've seen decreasing numbers of students taking modern languages. And it's particularly acute that the crisis in German uh, needs to be addressed. Why is it, do you think, that more young people are not willing to capture the magic, the value of German and German culture? Why is it, you think, that so many are giving up that opportunity? Stamatia, could I speak to you first about that? I don't even think it's the young people who don't want to take it take German up, because when they come, for example, to open evenings to find out about German, they say, I love German. And there are very few who are still have the opportunity in their secondary school to take German. My experience has shown that a lot of our feeder schools, and well, we are six from college and in Hampshire, um, we don't have schools that go beyond GCSE, so they have to come to us. Um, we're finding out that they're taking German as a language of first out of all the other languages. The reasons I can just speculate. Um, if I look at figures, um, they might suggest that German is a difficult language or schools don't get the necessary grades they want for their students. And that is the first um, reason really for students not getting the opportunity to carry on. So if they don't have the chance to do it at GCSE, 
they have no chance to go to a sixth form college to take up A-level. The other thing is that um, I don't think there are enough German teachers. And that's why German is taken off from the curriculum of quite a few local feeder schools. Yes, yes, the crisis of recruitment and retention of teachers, absolutely, and we do need to address that at national level. And what do you feel that you can add to this debate, Emma? What do we do? What do we do about this? Well, I think um, Stemmatia has actually made a really good point, and that is that students um, do find the language difficult once it um, progresses to GCSE level, and, you know, a lot of it is about grades and if they don't feel that that's going to be um, a subject that they can get a decent grade in, um, unfortunately that, that's where it stops and so they won't opt for that at GCSE. Um, I'm at a, a boys um, selective school, so I'm a boys grammar school, Dr Challoner's um, in Amersham and um, for us languages are compulsory, so the, the half of the year group who do German and French then um, have a choice between the two of them and they, they would opt for the one that they would find um, easiest, that they enjoy, but also the one they're more likely to get a higher grade in. So I think it, a lot of it, unfortunately, comes down to the grades and to the wanting to, to get the highest grade possible to then progress on and um, do their A-levels and, and get to university. Um, I think I would also um, agree with both of you, you know, initially, German is, is such fun, isn't it? And they, they absolutely love it. Our year sevens um, just, I mean, for a lot of them, it's their favorite subject and, you know, progressing up into year eight and nine. And that's why it's just so heartbreaking um, when they opt for French or not. I mean, we obviously want to, to back them doing a language, but when they decide that German just is the, uh, the harder of the two options and, and they don't take it any further. Yes, I was going to say before uh, we look into the difficulties again, that I'm particularly pleased that both of you are here because you are both previous award winners of the German Teacher of the Year Award, which is a prestigious award uh, given by the embassy. And many congratulations, my personal congratulations to both of you. So you two must have some secrets, some skills, some real skills, not just secrets, which I'm hoping that you're going to share with us as to how you make German accessible. If it is difficult, what makes it difficult? How do we overcome those difficulties? Samatia? Um, actually, I approach it in a way where I think I diminish the fear of German. <laughs> Look, Very good. German is quite straightforward. It's logical. You're all logical. You are the brains of tomorrow. Why sh should you not be able to learn German? I um, asked them what other subjects they're doing. And I said, well, if you can do maths, if you can do economics, why should you not be doing German? We do a lot of practice. I'm a great believer in doing instead of lecturing. I hardly ever lecture. I obviously explain points, but I don't lecture. I back it up with all the other stuff like um, PowerPoints, but it's for the students to actually do. And I believe in the doing in order to learn. Is that the same for you, Emma? Yes, I, I also am a real believer in um, making the language real because you know we, we've obviously discussed here that it's a hard language, but I think for the students, when they, once they've um, got over the grammar points and they're kind of trying to get to grips with, with the language, making it real, 
through, um, I know we'll go on to speak about exchanges later, but um, things such as um, we have every year a student from Munich University who comes over as part of the intercultural project, so a trainee teacher, and they'll tend to be in their, their early 20s, they're still doing their teacher training, and they'll come to the school and share their experiences, obviously being from Munich, you know, very traditional, Bavarian traditions and all of that. And, and I think that that really um, inspires young people. And I think particularly over um, in recent times when they haven't been able to go to Germany, we had someone with us um, a few weeks ago, and um, that makes it real to them because there's someone who actually lives in Germany and can share their experiences about just, you know, how amazing it is um, once you get over there and, and all the kind of cultural side of things and the foods and the music and, and all of that. And so I think making it real actually um, and making them see that it's worth plowing through all the grammar and the cases and all of that because what they can get to in the end, you know, is something that really makes it worthwhile. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. And I know that you were with me when we heard John le Carré talking about his love of German and how his interest and enthusiasm were ignited for German by his teacher. And do you remember the words he said? He said it was love at first sound. I thought that was a wonderful, wonderful expression uh, and really made us understand uh, what it is when, when our interest and, and, and passion for, for a language and its culture uh, are ignited. Love at first sound, making it authentic, making it real. I would agree with you entirely. Stamatia, would you agree with that? We always had exchanges. Um, and in fact, um, it first started through the twinning. So we had twinned with Oberursel, which is near Frankfurt. And um, I was pulled out of a corridor by the then um, principal and said, oh, we've got some guests from Germany. I said, oh, that's interesting. From then, it became a regular thing. And at our peak times, I had 28 students going, which is amazing. The feedback from that is really important to make it real to see how it is if you're paired up with somebody of the same age and see what they're going through every day obviously we did little excursions and things like that but we're arriving on a saturday and on monday we see them already communicating in the target language because obviously the germans are prepped you're not allowed to speak any english you're allowed to speak english when you come over then the pandemic started, we couldn't do it. The day before the students were supposed to come from Germany, they had to cancel it. Another school approached us also from Frankfurt and we did an online pairing up. So they were talking, they were meeting on Google Meets and whatever else on WhatsApp and they were exchanging their experiences. They, they were allowed to speak about whatever they wanted although we gave them a framework of exam relevant topics, which quickly was binned basically. And um, that was the Schiller Gymnasium in um, Frankfurt. Do you know, I would say the main reason that I'm here um, and been in uh, teaching all this time, teaching German is because of my exchange when I was 15. Um, and I went over to Rheinland-Pfalz, to Landau. And I just remember it so clearly. And funnily enough, Stamatia, I remember the time the teacher said, here's your family, and just that kind of horror of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be by myself with, with these people for the week. And, you know, I went to my exchange's wedding as well, so 10 years later, and have stayed in contact with her all this time. And I think that has been a huge influence for me. 
Um, Dr. Challenders, we're really lucky, um, just like you are as Demetia, that we have uh, an exchange. Um, I was lucky when I got to the school, it was already up and running. It's been going for 25 years. Um, and we are twinned, Amersham is twinned um, uh, over in Germany, a, a little town in, um, in Hessen called Bensheim. And uh, we have an exchange, yes, 25 years with the Liebfrau and Schule. Um, and, you know, such close friendships have been formed um, for us with teachers there. Um, I've had teachers come over here and just and stay with me privately. And we've been over there as well, sort of outside of uh, the exchanges. And, you know, that, that's been um, a real success story. But the same for you. We've obviously had to, um, to stop that over the last two years. Um, I think it's fantastic that you've been doing something virtually. Uh, we should have done that. We didn't do that, actually. Um, but we're hoping to get the exchange up and running um, again, yes, very soon. Uh, that's been a big hit. And then for our sixth formers, um, I've used that Bensheim link to be able to um, take sixth formers over there at the same time as the GCSE classes. And they've done some working experience there. So uh, because it's a, a winemaking area, I've had someone working in a vineyard and sort of in the school and all sorts of little you know, jobs around the town that they've been doing and then staying with, um, with their exchange partners there as well. And you know, I would agree, I think it's such a major part, isn't it, of, um, of making it real is having an exchange. But I know for a lot of schools, you know, it's really, really hard persuading children nowadays to, uh, to go over somewhere and stay with a family for seven or 10 days. You know, it's, it's really nerve wracking for them, but so worthwhile. Yeah, can I add something to that? Um, the work experience, we have um, good relations now with the magistrate of Oberosel and we have been doing that. So they know the companies there and I kind of make the contact, but then they do it themselves. So they go there and because they had um, an exchange, they will stay again with their exchange partners for a second time while they're doing this week of work experience. So it's a safe environment for them. And I had students, well, give you one, two examples. One of them went just for um, a work experience, was asked to go back again, went back again, and she's now studying psychology in Germany. That's amazing, isn't it? There's another person who, um, through the exchange, decided, oh, well, I'm going to try the German universities brilliant went there and the family was so generous they let him stay for as long as he wanted with them so he had hardly any costs in regards to staying in Germany studying there being there so the friendships got really really close so like friends for life even absolutely coming back to the classroom because these are special unique experiences which we want more children to enjoy more students to to take up but the classroom is going to be their central point of contact for us, isn't it? And how do we make it real in the classroom? You talked so much here about not lecturing, not, not giving that sort of exposition about points of grammar, for example, but giving examples, but letting them use the language, apply the language. Are there, are there projects, are there processes that you engage in which make German real, make it work, and, and something else comes out of it as well as the language. Do you do anything of, of that nature that we could share with other teachers? I think most teachers will do that, but um, I kind of insist, not in the beginning, because they come from different backgrounds to us, I insist on all of them speaking. Mm, absolutely. And, um, I make them speak to each other. Mm -hmm. So we will say we have a topic, and towards the end of the topic, 
when they have acquired the grammatical structures and the content, and they know ideas, fors and against, I will set them tasks to speak to each other and say, well, what they say in German? I say, yes, in German. Now make yourself clear to your neighbors, right? What it actually is you have learned from this and you have a, an opinion. An opinion, well, it's difficult with those opinions because very often when we teach topics, the students don't even have an opinion in English about that topic. Uh-huh. You can have an opinion in English. What am I going to say in German? Mm-hmm. It is a process working together. So I will model things. Modeling is, I think, quite important. And then I say, now you put your own twist on it. Do you find the same, Emma? Or, or are you able to encourage your, your young people to express themselves more freely using German? I suppose that um, our situation is a little bit different, not being a sixth form college. We have them from year seven. We try and mould them <laughs> in year seven. Mm. And we have an advantage. And we're a bit silly in our department, really, but the boys very much like it. And from the start, we give them different jobs they've got to ask for in German. So I have a, a Glockenmeister who has is in charge of the bell. And every time I want silence, I you know, point to him, Glockenmeister, and he has to ring the bell three times. And then we have a, a Stempelmeister who comes around with a stamp when someone's, when they've all underlined their title and done the date correctly. And um, I have someone who does the recycling, takes the recycling out for the Recyclingmeister. And all of these funny little jobs. And you know, it's the thing, when I see some of them sort of in the sixth form and say they haven't taken up German, uh, unfortunately, they'll say, oh, I remember the, the Glockenmeister. You know, that was my job, wasn't it? And, and so I suppose getting them talking by, uh, and they get prizes and different things for, you know, different jobs that they do. And I think making it silly, because you can be silly with German, can't you? I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Creating wonderful compound words yeah. and all of these wonderful exactly. things. Yeah, so so I think we're, we're sort of a bit silly and then we build on that at GC and you know, I have a year 10 class and they still they have to have the stempel and the stickers and they have to have the glocker uh, and, and all of that, you know, because they, they just love all of that and that I think that does give them the confidence even just, you know, using that darfish and using you know, putting the infinitive at the end and having that phrase in there but I, I agree with you Stamatia that, you know, isn't it crazy by GCSE we're expecting them to give, you know, reasons or uh, you know, have opinions on things and give reasons why they feel this. Well, you know, I have a, I have a teenager in my house. You know, even in English, getting an opinion about something, you know, and then using different adjectives and having to give a reason why. If you, if you want to aim for those top grades, you know, we're really asking a lot, aren't we? And in a foreign language. Absolutely. But you're creating a culture, both of you, aren't you, where, where it's natural to use German to, and, and you're encouraging the youngsters to, to, to express themselves through German. We're thinking about staying connected, making it real, making it authentic. So clearly there, there is a, a greater role, isn't there? If we can't have the exchanges, which we hope we will be able to uh, again return to those exchanges, the, the social media, the links that we can have between young people in Germany are so critical. I wonder if it would be a, an appropriate moment to hear from Sarah Goddard. Now, Sarah has been keeping connected, staying connected uh, throughout the pandemic in different ways. And she's been watching, she's been using Deutsche Welle and, and, and different ways uh, to keep it real, to keep it live. I think it's largely to do with maintaining contact with the country, with the target language country, in whatever way possible. So, for example, during lockdown, uh, it was interesting to see how 
students in Germany were coping with online learning. So we watched a couple of Deutsche Welle videos about that. And that was um, for them quite relevant to uh, how they were comparing it to how they were coping with online learning as well. Um, I think also it kind of hits home to me when I uh, do the topic on um, Germany and Europe and we talk about Brexit. And although students have obviously heard about Brexit and they know a little bit about uh, what it means for them, but they just can't quite understand why you wouldn't want to keep contact with people from other countries, why you wouldn't want to be um, in sharing experiences with them. Um, so it's it's a bit of a an unknown for them. And it brought it home again further to me uh, when I took a group of students to Berlin. Um, and this was before lockdown, obviously. And they met up with some pen pals that they had for a morning in a school and exchanged views and ideas about uh, contact and Brexit and uh, relationships between Germany and uh, England. And the, the head teacher there was particularly interested in making that work. Uh, so it was fantastic to have that, um, that exchange of ideas and views. And I think keeping those uh, going and live is absolutely uh, essential in the German classroom. Wasn't that fascinating? So there you can see that the, the, the mere contact, seeing and hearing other young people sharing the same experiences, finding out how they're dealing with the pandemic, realising that we're all part of this connected humanity. That's really critical. And we can do that through the medium of German, through our German classroom. I think that's absolutely sensational. Uh, Sarah comes from the Richard Huish Sixth Form College in Taunton, by the way. So very well done, Sarah, for, for keeping that bright, exciting, real throughout the pandemic. A real challenge, and you met that challenge. So coming back to that whole question then of making it real. We know that we have young people in England and in the rest of the UK, probably, who are lacking in confidence maybe their encounters with young German people who seem to be more confident and more aware, more willing to express opinions. I'm making a very, very great generalization there, but they do seem to be more uh, clued in, if you like, about, about what's going on in certain parts of the world and in their own, their own countries. What do we do about that? I know you've both been involved in the debating uh, competition, which is a sensational way of helping young people get over that boundary of reticence and lack of engagement. Tell us about that, Emma. Well, do you know, I, I, it was something I wanted to touch on in that um, as German teachers, we are so incredibly lucky that there are great competitions out there um, for our students to um, get involved in. And the Goethe Institute um, runs several of those. There are always things that pop up on social media for us to pass on to our students. Um, and uh, one of those competitions is the National German Debating Competition, um, which uh, Stemmatia and I have, have uh, been involved um, in with our students. And I just think that is fantastic. You know, it is such a nerve wracking experience, like you say, for them to have to not only, you know, express opinions, but react to the other team's opinions as well. And all of this in German, you know, totally in German. And I've had um, some students who um, have, you know, been quite reticent, I would say, in class. And when they put themselves forward to be in the team, I'm thinking, oh, you know, is this something, is this really for you? But then it just brings them out of their shells. And I, I tell you what, for 
for a lot of my students who have taken part, especially for those who have been so quiet in class, it has brought them out of themselves. It's given them that confidence that is then so, so um, useful when it comes to their A-level um, speaking exam. Um, and I, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. When you first have your students arrive in your classes, what do they bring with them in terms of their understanding of German culture, German people, Germany? What do, what do they bring with them or do they have no idea at all? Emma? I, I think it's very telling when I, um, one of their first homeworks I give them is to cover their books in um, pictures that, or well, they can draw them as well, um, uh, that they associate with German speaking countries and they can cover their books with that. And, and I, I love that because all the different ideas. Now, I always have to say, of course, we're looking for positive images. A couple of times I have had a World War II connotations obviously on there inevitably, um, but you know, the kind of things that, that they come out with are uh, different breeds of dogs, you know, German dogs, cars, uh, football players, mountains, um, my best one is always, they always uh, find the joke, I, I'm sure you know this one, uh, jokes about German sausages are the Wurst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and someone always That's finds that. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> yes, uh, excellent. So yes, they, they go off and it's just interesting what they then go and go and find out. And for a lot of them, I suppose they, they haven't really thought of it actually. And then I ask them to open their pencil cases and I say, take out your pencil and just have a look. Where, where was that made? Oh, made in Germany. Oh, where, where was your pen made, your rubber, your pencil sharpener? And, and they said, there's all these German things in your pencil case. I was just going to, to share some more of the gorgeous, gorgeous words of wisdom, which, which always resonate with me from, from that magical afternoon with, with John le Carré. And, and he said, the decision to learn a foreign language is to me an act of friendship which is what we're talking about very much today in our staying connected, building those strong relations between Germany, German speaking people and the UK. And he then went on to say, it is indeed the holding out of the hand. It's not just a route to negotiation. It's also to get to know you better, to draw closer to you, your culture, your social manners and your way of thinking. If we can achieve that in the German classroom, what a wonderful endeavour that is indeed. I feel that there is something which I'd like to just ask you both really, and it's about the, the future of our subject, the future of, of German language teaching. It is of course about developing skills, but there is also, isn't there, the question of the discipline of German language and culture and what we can bring in terms of the cultural enrichment through our teaching. I wonder if you have a, a, any thoughts you'd like to share with us on that matter, Emma? I, I think absolutely. When I ask my year sevens at the end of the year, what's their favorite thing that they've done? And they say it's the, the, bis the Christmas biscuit making competition. And through that, you know, that's a whole part of Germany that I love actually, it's the whole um, food side of things. And, you know, for some of them, they said, we're going to continue that tradition in my family every year. We're going to bake the Liebkuchen or some nice German Christmas biscuits. Um, we have a, a music competition as well um, run at school and they, and they learn then more about um, German music. Uh, and I think all of these sorts of things, competitions are a great way actually of getting the children involved and getting them to, to learn more um, about the wonderful um, culture 
that, that Germany has to offer. And, and both, you know, loads of amazing external competitions that offer as well. But I think in school, just running um, these small competitions, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the language, but just about that rich culture that, that you talk about, Bernadette. Absolutely. So, Mattia? Um, we have also a German society run by students and it attracts not just students who take German as a subject, but also other students from the college. And they meet once a week and one of the second year students, so year 13, has taken it upon herself to think about topics, maybe show a clip from a film, discuss a film that has subtitles so everybody can be involved. Um, she's taking actually a lot of work on me because she's also revising topics you might have done in the first year. So they will go back to the traditions topic and I might provide them with some German biscuits because some certain German shops here around Christmas, they have a lot of that. And um, yeah, on the last day before Christmas, I will actually bake myself and bring in not Lebkuchen, but Vanillekipfel, which a lot of them have asked for the um, recipe. And yeah, we listen to German Christmas songs. For some people, maybe teaching German is just about the language. For me, definitely not. And not if, for Emma, for you, not either. It's a vulnerability you actually have to open up to. You bring in your personal experience as well. I mean, why would I bake biscuits for the students? Because I like it, that's why. It is about, about kindling a flame, isn't it? Kindling the flame that we hope will never go out. So how can we get more young people involved in learning German? Stamatia? Getting more students involved in learning depends a lot on the teachers they have. And I think the teachers should actually go to all the websites, the embassy, German embassy website, the um, site from the Goethe Institute, see what's offered. There's so many things which clearly would benefit the students to make the connection. At the end, German is the widest spoken language in the EU, which people normally don't understand. And it's not only good for the future, getting connected is for self-reflection, seeing how you compare with other students, maybe from another country, from Germany, but please, please go on the websites and see what is already done and offered so you can join in, get more ideas and actually apply them to your classroom as well. Emma, what would you like to add to that? I think it's great that um, the organisations that we've just mentioned um, are really reaching out to students as well by using social media. I know that um, through Instagram, I know a lot of my um, students actually are following German influencers, for example. I know that Goethe Institute has a TikTok account. Um, I know that um, the German embassy also uses Instagram, um, Deutsche Welle as well, um, Deutsch Lernen with Deutsche Welle. You know, so they're really reaching out. So I think, you know, um, just, yeah, I, I think it's great that students have all of these opportunities and let's hope that um, through this reaching out, you know, they'll, they'll make the most of all of these. Absolutely. Perhaps our last question then is really about our wishes for the future your individual wish for the future of UK-German relations. Emma? Do you know what I think, what I would hope for is that um, young people overcome these um, stereotypical views that, that many have 
um, of Germany and a lot of that I suppose is the curriculum for history that that maybe does that and I and I think that what I would love young people to to do is to experience the kindness, um, the generosity, the Gastfreundlichkeit of, of the German people that I've experienced um, in my life, and that young people will be inspired to, to go and explore German-speaking countries, experience amazing cities, countryside, food, culture, everything um, that these countries have to offer, but most of all, the, the kindness of, of the German people. Absolutely. Samatia? Yes, Gastfreundschaft is a big thing, but what I really wish is the title of your well podcast today, it is Get Connected. Do it. Um, you can only gain. Absolutely, you can only gain. I, I'm going to read just a final little piece from, from the transcript of the wonderful John Le Carre on that magical day. And he said this about teaching. He said, the decision to educate, yes, to equip, but also to awaken, to kindle a flame that you hope will never go out, to guide your pupils towards insights, ideas and revelations that they would never have arrived at without your dedication, patience and skill. The importance of the teacher. Thank you both so very much. This has been really a rich debate and rich conversation about the value and importance of, of the German language and culture and how we keep German teaching alive and growing, we hope, in the UK. Could I just tell everybody that the German Teacher Award will be out, the call for action will soon be published, so that will be to encourage all of our senior leadership teams, our head teachers, to put forward entries for the German Teacher Award. Don't be shy, we need to celebrate success and we've certainly heard the success of two outstanding teachers this morning. Thank you.